of our Rock and Roll Hall of Fame extravaganza on What Difference Does It Make? Thanks, Holly. Good to be here. Um, we talked about a number of the artists last week, and now we're going to continue. The, uh, the ceremony is uh, end of March. March 29th. All right. So we're celebrating. Brexit. All, yeah. <laughs> we're celebrating all of these artists. Uh, we're not celebrating Brexit, but we're celebrating no, we're not. the artists that we love so much. Um, yeah, we love all these artists. So uh, let's get started on this. Janet Jackson. Yes, Ooh. because she's been around for, you know, since she was a baby. She's been Literally. around for a long time, but when was her first song, her first album? I don't have the oh. discography. Oh, you know, she came up with an album that, much like Alanis Morissette, Janet Jackson came out with an album that Jagged Little Pill was, that wasn't her first album, but it was kind of defined as her debut album. Yes. Yeah. So Janet Jackson had an album that came out a long time ago, and then Control came out, and that was like, I am here. This is this is right. the defining moment. So yeah. that's that's kind of what's been assumed as her debut album, but well, it wasn't. Yes and no, but remember, so Control was from 1986, but that album, Control, was in response to others having to. She's in control of her own life with this record, but she had she was making other music where she felt she wasn't in control of it or of her life. So Correct. I don't know what the album was before from before Control, but ironically, I think Control was. Deemed as a Terry Jam and or was Jimmy, Jimmy, Jam, Jam, and Jimmy Jam, Jam and Terry Lewis type production, and not really Janet Jackson. I, yeah. I think that was a gr- but that was a gr- yes. Yeah. Are great, you a fan? Great, great album. Oh yes. How can you not be? Right. How can you not love Control and Rhythm Nation? I think we're defining. Yeah, we are going to see her. We're going to see her when she does her residency in Las Vegas this summer, and that is at the suggestion of my RE, who happens to be a big fan. As he should be. Yeah. So that's going to be very exciting. You know, she's going to put on a fantastic show. It's amazing. She had a baby. You know, she just had a baby a couple of years ago. She was 50. 50. Well, that ain't right. But anyway. No, that's fine. But she, fi- she, <laughs> okay. It is as science. So between, so with, yes. That's, that's the only way she had, that's the only way she had that baby. Okay. Okay. So her, so the, her three studio albums, Control, Rhythm Nation, or Rhythm Nation 1814, mm-hmm. and Janet. Um, 1814. Do you know what that? No. I think I think that's Rhythm Nation. That's R is the the 18th letter and N is the 14th letter. Oh, I don't think I knew that. I don't know why I know that, but that's stupid that I know that. But that's I think that's that's why it was 1814. Huh. That's the things you remember. Well, Well, that would be backwards then. Oh, wait. Because the R is first. R, and the oh, I mean, oh, well, R, R is 18, 14. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, so, okay. So, yeah. Okay, go ahead. Finish what you were going to okay. say, and then I'll read from Wikipedia on her first couple <laughs> no. records. So those three albums, she had at least... Wait, which which was the third? I'm sorry, Control, Rhythm, Rhythm Nation, 1814, and Janet. Janet, period. Yes. Mm-hmm. Five, at least five top ten singles in the U.S. from each of those three albums, which even Michael didn't match that. Yeah, I mean, she, it was quite a quite a run. Yeah. She's I, she's she's super talented. I mean, obviously. You know, so bef- yeah, before then, what what led to control was uh, it says when Jackson was sixteen, her father and manager <laughs> Joe Jackson arranged a contract for her with A and M Records. Her debut album, Janet Jackson, was released in nineteen eighty two, and overseen by Joe, peaked at number sixty three. It says Jackson herself was the highest-ranking female vocalist on the Billboard year-end Black Album Artist. Doesn't say a lot for hmm. the Black for women in 
that in the year 1982. Um, Jackson's second yeah. album, Dream Street, was released two years later, uh, reached number 147 on the Billboard 200. It, you know, it did okay. Both albums consisted primarily of bubblegum pop music, and then Control came out. And again, it's just, it's Joe. You know, once you wrest Control away from your dad, yeah. there's a lot of those stories, but... Uh, you know, she was not allowed to call him dad. I believe that. He, she said it's, in an interview, he said, I'm Joseph to you. Do you do, you do not call me dad. Yeah, whatever. Oh, All right. He's a fucking weirdo. Yeah. I, I do remember little Janet Jackson from the, there was that, uh, did you remember the Jackson 5 variety show? Oh, I didn't remember. No, only from Good Times. I only remember oh, her yeah, from Good right. Times. Oh, yeah, that's right. She was on Good Times. Yeah, no, I don't remember before that. Yeah, she was kind of the, you know, the sassy younger <laughs> sister, of course. You know, she was also on Different Strokes. I think I do vaguely remember that. Mm-hmm. And, uh, well, of course, in the movie, she was really good in Poetic Justice also, the John Singleton yeah. film, member. Yeah, 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 really good. And <laughs> I saw Tupac Shakur says, uh, and I guess some of the other actors also in the movie, he said that Janet made, made him take an HIV test before she would kiss him. But John Singleton said the story was a publicity stunt. <laughs> I understand. I still think about, I can't remember who it was. I, I still remember the, co- the cover of Rolling Stone in my head, you know, where she, <laughs> her, hands? her hands up and someone's holding her boobs. Yeah. No one knew who it was. was but um, Do we know now who it was? It was her then unknown husband. Which, What's his name? Renee something, right? Yes. Renee Elizondo Jr. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, she had tremendous, even, even past Janet period, yeah. you know, the Velvet Rope was a great album. Yeah. And yeah, she did so many. And unfortunately, and the the one unfortunate incident is uh, the Super Bowl. I know. Which that's not right. That's that's not right. But you know, fan, people are always going to say what they're going to say. But she got the shorter end of the stick for sure on that. Oh, totally. She was. They blamed her. And you know, yeah. Justin Timberlake comes back and is, yeah. gets to perform on uh, the Super Bowl. Yeah. And Janet Jackson is a uh, is a pariah. Yeah. Yeah. Um. But anyway, she's and, and she is. That's good that she, you know she gave. She's mom now, and she's she's touring. She's doing yeah. a residency in Vegas. I'm so I'm I'm pretty excited. It's funny. I was not a huge. I mean, I always appreciated her, and I and I liked her, and I was a moderate fan. But I'm really excited to see her. Oh, you you should be. Yeah, I might join you. Yeah. Oh, yeah, excellent. Um, okay. So okay, who is inducting her? <laughs> a contemporary artist, someone who recently performed uh, at on the Grammys. And um, is a phenomenal solo artist in her, in her own right. No, a little <laughs> bit older. Someone inspired by Janet Jackson. You might not think directly, but like once I say the name, you'll go, oh, yeah, good even, choice. I can't even remember. It's been, what, a month? I can't remember I who performed on the Grammys. All right. So it will be Janelle Monet. Oh, that's cr- <laughs> I, another great choice. Yeah. That's great. Oh, that's really good. Yeah. I want that job of matching up artists, that's matching fine. up. Uh, uh, I don't know. I don't know. If, would you do a good job? <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> no, yes. Okay. No. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good answer. All right. Who's next? Oh, who's next? Okay. Next on the list. Uh, all right. So uh, let's see. Let's crash that. Yeah, we got uh, Janet Jackson. We did Roxy Music and the Zombies. And we did so it's um, either- Stevie Nicks. Okay. So that uh, brings us to. Um, Oh, a band from uh, from the eighties. Oh well, there are there are uh, yes. I mean, we're talking we're talking. There Death are two Leopard. from the eighties. Well, we're talking oh. Def Leppard. Yeah, okay. Come on. Okay, Def oh, Leppard definitely from the eighties, right? 
Definitely from the I mean, 80s. that's where Death. they struck. Do you know? All right, you've got all the notes. Why DEF? Because and that was before uh, like Def Jam and well, things like you. that. Please do. <laughs> well, I don't. They originally spelled their name Def Leppard as in D E A F L E O P A R D. But I guess they got the idea after hearing Led Zeppelin. Uh, okay, lead. Which, I don't know. They just changed uh, the spelling of lead. I mean, no, lead. You know, yeah. they changed the spelling of the word. So Def Leppard just changed. That, that's all I know about it. I mean, I don't know any any right. greater story than that. No, I mean, there's a history of yeah. misspelling words. Yes. Led Zeppelin, apparently. Death you know, Leopard. Beatles did that. Everyone misspelled the Beatles. When you had this talk about a bug, you spelled it B-E-A-T-L-E-S. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But that's not the right way to spell Beatles. No. Correct. Yes. Um, do you know that that's funny? Def Leppard, I can't get it out of my head. When I when I read Def Leppard, the way it sounds in my head. Do you remember in, in college we had a... a, a a no, professor. I, I'm going to already say no, but go ahead. Because <laughs> you don't remember anything. anything. About. We had a professor named Dr. Leps. Okay. He was from, I think he was German. Yes. But I don't remember what the context was, why he would ever have mentioned. He was this older, larger, distinguished man with a, not really distinguished. He was kind of like slothy looking. But why he would have even mentioned the name of the Shout show, out I don't to know. Mr. Leps. Dr. Professor Leps. Dr. Leps. Yeah. He called them Def Lepard. That's how he pronounced it. Because that's what it looks like, L-E-P-P-A-R-D, Lepard. Or maybe it was the French influence. I don't know. <laughs> so that's what I hear when I, when I read the name. Is Leopard, but, you know, I, because I, I, I don't know how to spell Leopard. Is that, do they oh, spell Leopard? L-E-O-P-A-R-D is Leopard. Okay. I'm like a Leopard. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that does not, yeah. Yes, you're, you're, now that you say it, obviously, that's how you spell Leopard. So they just, they just messed with the entire spelling. Yeah, I guess they were inspired by Led Zeppelin. But yes. Zeppelin is spelled correct. Yes, but lead is not. Well, lead right. is in if you were right. if you had led somebody, but I don't think right. I think it was actually supposed to be a lead Zeppelin, like know, a Zeppelin made out of lead. I know Keith Moon came up with the name, but I don't know. Oh, I didn't know the that. Heavy and light. Oh, lead Zeppelin. That's oh, it's very uh, yes. drug induced sounding. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I'm sure Def Leppard was also uh, yeah. in- imbibing. Yeah, you think they? Um, all right, can you name the number one, the one number one song from Def Leppard? Um, photograph? No. Photograph, Hysteria? that was their first hit in 1983. That reached number 12. Uh, what song? Wait, let me, because I actually was, was in the a, 80s. a fan at the time. Um, Hysteria? Hysteria reached number 10. Hmm. Um... It is not pour some sugar on me, which reached that would number two. Me. I that mean, was, that wouldn't that have was, surprised me. Right. Okay, that was their their okay. It's their top hits. They had Armageddon. It <laughs> not my favorite. Armageddon. <laughs> I can't even say that without laughing. <laughs> Armageddon. It as I, I keep proving that reached <laughs> number three. Pour some sugar on me reached number two. The song that reached number one. Yes, Casey, tell me. Love bites. Oh, of course the uh, the ballad, the power ballad. Always go with the power ballad. Yeah, I didn't even that didn't even occur to me. Yeah, it makes perfect sense. Was that on uh, Hysteria or P- High and Dry? Probably High and Dry. This was in '88, so you know better than I do. What can't? What's uh, what was um, their album from 1988? '88. Oh, I think Hysteria, because yeah, Hysteria reached number ten. So yeah, this was all in '88. Hysteria, pour some sugar on me, love bites. '88 was a yeah. really, and then they had Armageddon. That that was a really good year. '88. Yeah, that was. The, oh yeah, all from Hysteria, and uh, produced by Robert Mutt Ling. 
So you were a fan. I mean, this you must have loved them. Um, this was this was Holly and Steve and Steve. Yeah, yeah, eight, eighty-eight, eighty-nine. Yep, those were our prime years. Right, <laughs> was all <Prime>. downhill since <laughs> then, musically at least. Ice. <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, yeah, no, they they had they had quite an interesting uh, history. Quite a quite a uh, well, you know, Rick Allen, the drummer, lost his arm. Yes, and that was in nineteen eighty four. So that was like even before their heyday. But his arm was ripped off by the seatbelt. That's how he lost his arm. He was in an accident. Um, was he? He was not drunk though, what? or was he? Because uh, I I seem to think that alcohol had a lot to do with Death Leopard's early career. They were. Yeah, well, their guitarist, uh, Steve Clark, died of a drug and alcohol overdose in 91. Yeah. But I, I, if it was, if he was, that wasn't publicized. So I don't, I, I don't know. But it was cool. I mean, did you see him play after he, you know, he, he, I've seen, he plays yeah. with the, you know, the computer-assisted drum kit? It's pretty impressive. It is it's really craziness. impressive. Like, he did not give up. I, yeah. That's, that's what's amazing. Yeah. Like, you know, he kept going. He could easily have given up. Oh, you know. Totally. Yeah. He could have, yeah, even gotten more to the bottle after that. Yeah. Yeah, no, so, yeah, I, I'm... Yeah, and they still play around, too. Yeah, they do. They, they're playing, aren't they also playing in Vegas? I would, Oh, they're doing a residency. Yeah. Everyone's doing a residency. Shall we go? I would go to that. I've been yeah. told that Def Leppard are really good live. I've never yeah. seen Def Leppard. Yeah. My um, Ari would not go. He, he wouldn't go, and he was a fan right. at the time. A- after he sees Janet Jackson for the third or fourth or fifth, he likes to go to the same th- shows. Yeah. <laughs> <He> <laughs> yes. likes, so hey. If you tire, then maybe we'll go see Def Leppard. So this is funny. Wait, I'm going to tell you one more thing, which okay. I, which I, this is the first time I'd ever heard anything like this. Uh, there's this thing. Uh, so a lot of British bands move out of England when they, they become famous because they're very heavily taxed. Correct. Yes. So it's they call it ta- they become a tax exile. Have you ever heard that term? Okay. So yeah, so Def Leppard did this in in '84. They moved to Ireland so that they could keep more of their money. Makes sense. Yeah. All right. Are you ready? (laughs) Oh yeah, give it to me. Okay. This will be fun. I I wish I could make you guess some of this. I know, I know. But this is a um, someone you admire tremendously. Oh. Okay. Um, You kind of saw a um, a story of his life uh, last year that was played out in the movies and. I'm, I think I'm better when we do this at 10 in the morning as opposed to, to 2 in the afternoon. Too, come on. This is, your brain should be functioning now. No, I'm, I'm oh, done. Oh, I'm really? Done. i got to go to sleep. You're, you're back okay. in 88 and it's uh, you're at class and it's a 2 o'clock class. Like, I, no, I'm done. I'm out. I'm, no, yeah. I got nothing left. My prime hours are 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. <laughs> Just kidding. Wow, I'm glad. All right. Okay, tell me. So I Come saw- on. He's a guitarist and you his life was played out last year in a film. That was um, saluted this year during the Oscars. Brian May? Yes. That's exciting. Yes, it is. Wow, I like that. Okay. That's That doesn't seem an obvious choice to me. Oh, okay. So yes. very good. Yes, so there you go. Brian May is inducting Def Leppard. Excellent. Something to look forward to. Yes, indeedly do. <laughs> okay. Um, all right, so we got uh, two artists left. Are you saving my best for last or are you going with? Yes, I don't well, know if yeah, we'll save the best for last for okay. you. Um, and this hearing Vanessa Williams and this one is my, this one is I guess would be my favorite, uh, which is Radiohead. I would have guessed. So, yeah. So ha- have you seen them? Many, 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 many times. Mm-hmm. Too many times. Yeah, too many. I don't <laughs> well, think not. it could be too many. Um, yeah, they've uh, they're uh, a, a great live band. I, I can't think of another band besides like Alanis Morissette or Janet Jackson, who Pablo Honey was great, was a good 
No, it was a fine record. <laughs> it's good. It contained creep. Yes. And I remember my wife actually was the one who told me about creep. She came in and said, I just heard this song. This is an amazing song. You're going to love this song. And it was creep. Like, oh, okay. Well, that's, that's wow. interesting. Um, and I kind of blew them off as a one hit wonder. Like, oh, okay. Well, they were good. <laughs> whatever. Um, and, and the album was fine. And then the Benz came out like, wow, that this is, and I actually didn't listen to it originally because I was like, all right, you know, this is their farewell record because it's not going to do anything. <laughs> but it came out and eventually a number of people were like, oh, you have to listen to this. And I mm-hmm. gave a listen like, oh, wow, this is really good. And that was the Benz. I love that. Yeah. And then OK Computer came out and in my head just exploded because it was just one of the greatest albums I'd heard. Um, kind of, you know, remind me of Pink Floyd and, mm-hmm. you know, just. Just guitar, or just these arrangements are, are something that I'd never heard in a rock song before. Just very intricate. It was kind of prog rock, but it was alternative. Yeah. It was a little everything. And um, I, I thought it was just insane. And so that's when I became like a huge fan. I went to, you know, I remember seeing them. Wow. And um, yeah, so that w- that album was brilliant. Kid A came out. And, like, oh, and, just, and they kind of abandoned the guitar. But I still, I still love like, oh, this is interesting. They're making like, you know. Yeah. You know, turning in this direction. Uh, and, and yeah, and then they, you know, famously they, they had, uh, when In Rainbows came out, they had a name your own price for that. Oh, yeah. Uh, where you, you know, pay whatever you want and we'll give it to you. Yeah. Um, How much did you pay? Um, well, I bought, I because I was a huge fan and a little crazy, I, I bought like their packet, their, they had like a box set and, and sight unheard. I hadn't heard one song from it. I laid down like all this, money for this this like that. vinyl package and i'm i'm still very happy that i did i thought it was it's still uh that's one of my favorite albums too and in rainbows was amazing and it was just kind of kind of set the the tone for the music industry i'm like okay what are, how are we going to release music now and yeah so what people, year was that that was i think it was like 2007 might have been 2008 it was right around that area but i remember being excited because I had already paid for it. And then all of a sudden, like at midnight, it all came down at one, like came out. And like everyone's like, oh, you know, freak, people were freaking because yeah. they had this fanatical following. Hardcore fans. Yeah. People were like, it's here. It's here. It's, you know. And so everyone was kind of listening at the same time. And so it was, those were great moments. They, you yeah. know, just Just what brings fans done. together. It creates that sense of community too. Oh, totally. Yeah. Yeah. And so, and, you know, of course their concerts became legendary. Um Yeah. Really great, you know. Johnny Greenwood is just an amazing arranger and guitarist. He's done soundtracks, um, yeah. And I, I really admire his work. I mean, I, it's one of those bands. I think I still know all the members of the band's names. Ah, <laughs> the, that's that's that. the true test, right? Um, yeah. So anyway, they're very good band, and you know, of course, Tom York is just a just a unique, such a unique talent, and and he's doing soundtracks now. I think he just yeah. recently did Suspiria. I believe he is not going to be at the Rock Hall because of prior commitments, and he doesn't. Or because I, he's trippy and just he doesn't. Yeah, it's he, not he his kinda, thing. It's not his thing, and he's doing something else. And he, yeah. you know, he was available for the for the Oscars. Like, if <laughs> I think he, I think I read an article saying Tom is oh. available to perform at the Oscars, or you know, like he left that date open. But I think he he left the or he planned something oh. else to be. To do something else during the the Rock Hall ceremony. Will the rest of the band be there? I don't know. I've seen them only once. You did see them, okay. I saw them once. I saw them. 
Um, and I'm wondering if I've ever told you this story before. Please enlighten. I think it was right after the Benz was released. So like okay. 90, 95 It was, yeah, yeah. 95, That's about right. Maybe? That's about right. Uh, with a friend of mine. I wasn't really, I, I knew them. I knew, you know, some of their music. I don't even know if I would say fan, but a friend of mine who I knew through business was mm-hmm. visiting from Australia and he said, hey, Radiohead's playing at the Wiltern Theater, which mm-hmm. is one of the greatest That's where venues. I first saw him, yeah. Yeah? It was yeah. the same year? Yeah. Uh, no, well, that was the uh, OK Computer Tour. So. OK, so after. So so we, we go down there. We didn't have tickets. We go down there, and we're, you know, I guess 95. I was 30, mm-hmm. and he's roughly the same age. So we were actually, old, weirdly, felt on the older side of, yeah. of the crowd that was there. Yeah. Um, and we were standing, we were just kind of looking around for tickets and this man came up to us, an older man, and he just looked at us and he said, Hey, I have two tickets. My daughter can't come to the show. Do you want them? You look like nice people. <laughs> Do you want them? And he gave us these tickets. We did not pay for them. And we were sitting in the sixth row center. Nice. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And it was a great, I mean, it was, I was, uh, I was probably overwhelmed at the time cause I hadn't seen, you know, anything like them. And he's just a care, you know, he's an interesting, uh, uh yeah. performer. Yeah, very interesting performer. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, he's great. And, uh, I mean, we won't get into his dancing, which is, <laughs> yeah. I mean, as, as a dancer, he's a great lyricist. Yeah, he's not and a dancer. He's not, but that doesn't stop him. He feels yeah. the music and he just moves to and it. And as it should be. And we should right. not be. We should all know. dance like Tom York. Yeah. Just like nobody's watching. Exactly. Like, and just look like crazy man. Yeah. The whole band are just extremely talented musicians. They've all, I think they've all done like individual solo work and, yeah. you know, just. The uh, artists as much as. They, they, they are, artists. they are true artists. Yeah. Um, and so well-deserved. Who is inducting Radiohead? Another true artist. Someone who um, Radiohead was uh, influenced by. Um, they came, uh, this band came, it, he's the leader of the band that is no longer around, but uh, from New York, played CBGBs a lot. And uh, exploded from there. They had a great concert film. Are they a British band or no? No, from New York. Oh, they're from New York. Yeah, okay. played CBGBs. The Ramones. No, keep going. Think Radiohead. Think art rock band. <laughs> you know, if I was asking you these questions, you would get them all just like our our. No, well, uh, that's well, because you, you're 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 good at this. Well, can you give me another clue? Um, uh, well, I mean, he's still he's a solo artist now and still reinventing the, the live show and the theater show. And um, I'm sure still inspiring Tom York in what he does. <laughs> he's worked in film and he's written a book. Um, very, very <laughs> influential artist named David Byrne. Oh, <laughs> oh that's very good. Okay. Yes. I, I, all right. I get that artistic and you know, yes, I get, I get that. Okay. Good choice. I, I think <laughs> Good that's, choice. I, I really like that choice. I, um, I'm very happy with that choice. Okay. <laughs> All right. So let's, uh, uh, let's uh, end it with, uh, with your band. With the, my band, The Cure. The Cure. Go as ahead. If, as if, you know, as if anybody, anybody who's ever listened to even one of our podcasts would have to. I mean, they're finally this. in there. There's, yeah. there's so many others that are not in there. We, we can name The Smiths, Devo, yeah. Depeche Mode. Bjork, Outcast, Sonic Youth, yep. Pixies, Nine, Nine Inch Nails. Not nobody. None of those those artists are in there. Were you just making a list of artists you'd like to see inducted? I just I happen to see a list of artists <laughs> that are not in there. Yeah, and I mean some of them are on yeah, the top what of the my hell? 
It's craziness. Not sure that that it's a great process. It is what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's nice that these artists are some artists mm-hmm. are, are recognized and uh, the Cure. Do sure. not try to detract from the Cure's induction right now. But. Certainly, yeah, no, they they got in. So <laughs> congratulations to the Cure. Why, why are they here? I don't know. You tell me. Why are they here? Yes. Why are they here? Oh, for oh so many reasons. This isn't a reason, but I'm going to tell you something okay. which is really funny, which I did not know. Uh, do, did you do you watch South Park? Oh yeah, I remember the disintegration where they're screaming. Disintegration was the greatest album of all time. Oh no, no, that's not what I'm talking about. He actually appeared on the show. Oh yeah, I know, but that uh, as himself uh, was that this that wasn't this. that that's that same episode. But oh. that's my favorite line. At, like as Robert Smith of the, they always refer to him as Robert Smith of the Cure. <laughs> Hey, Robert Smith of the Cure, how are you doing? Um, but yeah, the the final line of as he's walking into the sunset, they're yelling at him, Disintegration was the greatest album of all time. I didn't know that. I, I say that sometimes. And I agree. I know you do. I know you. That's, and I, that's and my favorite. It makes me happy that you have a favorite Cure album. Okay. <laughs> no, they were, I mean, from the beginning, from their from their humble beginnings. This is, again, not a reason, but these interesting facts, some of these interesting facts that I'm just learning that I did not know, even though I've been a fan for many years. But I was reading some of their personal stuff, and, you know, there was three of them that formed the band uh, in 76. Can you name? The band members? Well, you're looking at, you're looking at the list. So no, you... no, I'm not. I, I'm, this is. This give me, is... give me a, uh, one other number. Lull Tolhurst? Let's see. I, I, okay, that was the one I know. I know Lull because of Laugh Out Loud. Because <laughs> we just. That's how. That's the only reason I remember. Lol. Really? Yeah. Lol. That's so funny. Yeah. I wasn't even thinking that. Yeah. Yeah. That's the only. That's the only person I know. <laughs> Is he still in the band? Is Lol still in there? Well, interestingly, they they had it. They had a, a a lot of ups and downs. But so he, Robert Smith and Lol Tolhurst have been friends since they were five. They met when they were five years old. So I think it was really weird. There was a period of time where he they they kind of kicked him out of the band because of his alcohol and drug issues. I think that would be a really hard thing. I always think of the personnel issues, like when, when your friends, when you're a band, not just come together as musicians, but when you're friends, how hard it would be to, you know. It's a marriage. Yeah. It's literally a marriage because so, you're, but, you're working yeah. together and you're, and yeah, you see your good and bad sides all yeah. the time. So he let, so he, he this was in, in 89, they said, you, you, you got to get out, you know, we're, we're done with you. But, um, they, so he, he fired, filed a lawsuit, but he lost in, in 94. And then, um, he joined the band again in 2011. Can't beat him, join him. Yeah. So they, they kind of buried the hatchet. Do you know Robert Smith that he, that he was originally going, he was asked to do the soundtrack for, uh, Edward Scissorhands. He looks like Edward Scissorhands. Uh-huh. He did. He, Johnny Depp based his hair on, on Robert Smith's hair. Makes, makes perfect sense. Doesn't it? I, you would. Of course. Yes. <laughs> yeah. No, it's funny. Well, they changed, actually. First, the name uh, at first was uh, the Obelisk. Obelisk? How do you say that? Yeah, I think it's o- yeah. Obelisk. Obelisk. And then Malice, then Easy Cure. Yeah. And then it's... they just, you know, became the Cure. I don't know. I like, you know, they. I, I only knew them as goth. You know, I always think of them as goth. Yes. Know? But then they, they, they kind of, when Love Cats came out, 1983. Mm-hmm. They sort of, you know, a lot of people referred to them, critics, as a little more poppy, a more pop band, which is just weird to me because I just think. Oh, they had a lot of goth. pop songs. Can I you, know they did, but can they're you still name, goth. As I have the list. Well, Friday, I'm in love. Name more pop songs? No, well, no, name their their biggest hit. 
from the 80s. It came from the 80s. It reached actually up to number two. Uh, Boys Don't Cry? No. Not Just Like Heaven? No, Just Like Heaven was 40. No, give it to me. It was a love song. Oh, love song. Yes, Um, I did see that, which is... Yeah, number two. Yeah. That was their only top 10 hit. That's so crazy. Yeah, but they had a lot. I mean, a lot of... Because we listen to K-Rock and Alt-Rock, it was... Always on the radio. They that's, were always being played. Yeah, that's the thing. That that kind of stuff always freaks me out. Things, songs that you fall in love with that you think, you know, that you listen to over and over or you hear on K-Rock or any, you know, all of the other alternative stations right. that you might have listened to, of which there were none. <laughs> <laughs> but you think they're bigger hits than they are because but, you hear them because of the impact that they have on you. Yeah. But even though these weren't hits, I mean, they, you know, like, just much like disco or anything. I mean, these are songs that just over time, they just... they. They're, they're ingrained <laughs> they're, they're in you. Ingrained, some... Right, exactly. So even if someone wasn't listening to K-Rock, they know the song Friday, I'm in love. Yeah. You know, so they know, yeah. You like, I know you like that song. Sure. It's it not hurts. one of my favorite songs. Well, it's, yeah, but it's, it is just a, it's a wonderful song. I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a great pop song. So it's, yeah. so it's just like heaven. So it's Pictures of You. Pictures of You uh, is amazing. Pictures of you. We talked about this. Yeah, Lullaby is great. I mean, I know. Disintegration was a great album. Why Why are you fighting me on this? I'm not. I just, it just wasn't my favorite. Head, head on the door. Fascination Street? Yes. Come on. I know. It was All great. Right. I, it doesn't <laughs> detract from the album itself. I love the album, but you asked me my favorite. All right. But and you're what, right. Oh, as, as and you, your favorite, I, I'm, it's... Was, head on was, the door. Well, I had which, to, that was a greatest hits record, I believe. No, head on, okay. staring at the sea was the greatest hits. Head on the door was the. Do you have that backwards? Head on the door. Yeah. S- oh, yeah. Staring at the beach. That was slash staring hit. at the sea was the greatest hits. Right. Album. Okay. Oh, head on. I'm sorry. Head, head on, on the, the door. door is your favorite. Yeah. Okay. So, I'll allow that. But I, but I. <laughs> but as since you and I have been talking about ever since I've been talking to you about the cure and how you've really harped on disintegration, uh, I've come to appreciate it more. Oh, well, yeah. It, so thank you for that. <laughs> now who's inducting them? Oh, um, I'll give you a hint. Oh, were you going to tell me more? Were you going to tell me more fun facts about the No, I don't need I to tell you know? any more fun facts. That's fine. Uh, <laughs> you know everything you need to know. No, I d- obviously I don't. <laughs> uh, okay. Oh, do, all right. Here's the fun fact. What band was Robert Smith touring with uh, in the early 80s? As a member of or with? As a, a touring member of this band led by a female. Oh, so- Susie? Susie. Susie yeah. Sue. Susie and the Banshees. Yes. There's your fun yeah. fact. Yeah. <laughs> um, the, the person inducting the cure is a guy who is not in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, but he should. And I mentioned him earlier in my list of artists that should be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Oh, I should have listened more This is more clearly closely. also a kind of a goth artist. Start out like that. Um, music's a little harder edged. Than the Cure, it still has these dark, dark overtones to it. He's also done some soundtracks to a number of films. Oh, so it's not. He's won an Oscar, unlike Tom York. He won. He won an Oscar. Um, I think Johnny Greenwood also won an Oscar for um, for There Will Be Blood. This uh, this artist, yeah, for uh, the Social Network, he won uh, got an Oscar. The person who's inducting. The person who's inducting. He is, uh, although he, it's kind of like uh, Chrissy Hind is the Pretenders. This man is the band. <laughs> I haven't guessed any of these. That's all right. Another clue. Another clue. Mm-hmm. Um, I think th- his first hit was "Head Like a Hole." Uh, Trent Reznor. Yes, Trent Reznor. Wow. Yes. 
Okay, that's an interesting. Uh, that's a great choice. Very inspiring. Yeah. Choice. I'm not supposed to use the word interesting. Sorry. I'm going to replace that. Yeah. That's an inspired choice. There you go. Yeah. No, I think. <laughs> okay. I mean, I feel like it's spot on. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's yeah. Someone, yeah. Someone who, I mean, Trent is our age. Janet Jackson's our age, too, which, yeah. as I was thinking about, which is also scary when yeah. artists our age are starting to enter the, the rock hole. But, uh, but yeah, okay, you've got something. No, you know what freaked me out? when This is weird. So the drummer, Andy Anderson, was the drummer. Um, for The Cure? For The Cure. Okay. Who just died. Remember a couple of weeks ago he died? Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, you I didn't, didn't I know I didn't, this. I don't think I knew that. No. Yeah. Sad. But he was 68. And Lowell Tolhurst, sorry, was the keyboardist. Keyboard. I spaced on that. Okay. Um, but yeah, he was 68 years old. I didn't realize, maybe he was an older, I don't know how old Robert Smith is now. Robert Smith, well, let's see. Well, they started in the 80s. So he's. No, 76 they formed. Okay. So he's, yeah, but he was a, yeah, he was so a he teenager could be 60. there. He could be 60. He's getting there. Um, <laughs> exactly. Robert Smith will be turning 60 next month, April 21st. Yeah, I was right. April's a great month for a birthday. Okay. <laughs> Uh, it's yeah. It says years active, nineteen seventy two to present. That he was yeah. so yeah. They formed the Cure. Well, they didn't form the Cure. Yeah, I mean he was a teen. The Cure started out as like a teen band, like like we all do. Yeah, so he was sixteen when they started in West Sussex, England. In case you didn't know. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, that's fine. You mentioned Edward Scissorhands. I think he was also inspired. Uh, I think the Crow was also inspired by his look. Oh. <laughs> That was with the makeup. Yeah. Edward Scissorhands was really I mean, the hair. A, yeah, he came up with a, Robert Smith came up with yeah. a great look. Yeah. Still, he's still yes. sticking with it. He's, he's 60 so cool. and he should, I don't know, should he still stay? I guess, yeah. You, it might be a little modified. Far. It might be, I, I saw him, I tell it a couple of years, two, probably two years ago. Uh-huh. I saw him. It might be a little modified, the hairstyle. Didn't I send you something? They're, they're touring, they're like playing some albums or they're recognizing some like an anniversary or something. You did? I, I believe they're like touring in around. They are touring in um, in Australia. They're playing the the Sydney Opera House and they're oh. going to play Disintegration, uh, the whole album. So we're going to Australia. Okay, when? Um, and we are, I know, right? Let's see. They are playing in May. Oh, we better get, uh, we better get on this. Oh, I hope we didn't miss our window for cheap tickets to Australia. The Cure will be playing the record with a full band featuring lead singer Robert Smith of The Cure, <laughs> Simon Gallup, Jason yeah. Cooper, Roger O'Donnell, and Reeves Gabrels. Gabrels. Reeves Gabrels. Reeves Gabrels. That's how I've always heard it. Reeves Gabrels. I'm sure you're right. Like a lot of bands. I mean, I, I think this might be an impetus to uh, keep it Tour. going. Yeah, I mean, they're they're playing the Rock Hall. And then like, oh, okay, let's keep this going. Yeah, I mean, usually you get the band together and it's like, well, we can't stop it now. Let's just, as yeah. long as we're, we're together, let's keep it going. So I would imagine they'll go to Australia, they'll play somewhere and they'll keep playing uh, somewhere. They'll play in the UK, you know. Los Angeles? I, I would think so. Like disintegration was mm-hmm. huge. I, I would, and Los Angeles was a huge market for them. So I would imagine that they will do something like that. Okay. Well, I'm, I, I'm just imagining. So we won't waste our money going to Australia. It wouldn't be Just hoping again. we could get tickets. Yeah, no, standing in front of the venue, maybe they'll some play, nice yeah, person. They'll will. play the bowl or some yeah. Uh, some. Yeah, that's where I saw them. Twenty thousand. The bowl, meaning the Rose Bowl. Oh, <laughs> <No>. <laughs> they did play. Did they play? I know Depeche they played Mode. The Hollywood Bowl. Yeah, Depeche Mode played the Rose Bowl famously. I saw them. I at think the Hollywood Bowl. Too. The Cure played for Disintegration. They played Dodger Stadium. I remember that. 
Yeah, so they've, yeah. They, they played around. Yeah. They played the big places. They still do. <laughs> they still yeah. can. Um, so, all right. Well, congratulations to all those artists. Yes, congratulations. And congratulations to us for finishing this episode. <laughs> yes, good luck with this one, Dave. Oh, thank you so much. <laughs> okay, now I'm going to ask you the question. Okay. All right, Dave, you can ask me a question from the 1980s rock and roll quiz deck. All right. One that uh, I'm sure I might not be able to answer. I may the, or may not be able to answer. Oh, we're going through all these. Are these? You, you pull all the cards. That's all that's left. Yeah. All right. We're going to get uh, we're gonna 2000, have to find- yeah, 2020. We're going to have to find something new. We should probably write our own. <laughs> yes. All right. Ask me. Uh-oh. All right. Ask it you. looks uh-oh. like a multiple choice. Those are the funnest. Okay. All right. right? Give it to me. <laughs> all right. Rock the Empire. Name the country of origin of each of the following 80s bands. <laughs> A, The Clash. The country? Yes. What country are they from? England. Correct. Britain's smartest punk band, The Clash, were known both for their incendiary. Incendiary? <sighs> or insidious? I, I, I struggle. <laughs> incendiary. You got this, Dave. We're known both for their incendiary concerts and for working socio-political socio- protests into their repertoire. Oh, my God. <laughs> God, God, this is damn. not written for radio. <laughs> Britain's smartest punk band, The Clash, were known for both their incendiary concerts and for working socio-political protest into their repertoire. Their U.S. popularity peaked with 1982's Combat Rock. Rock the Casbah, should I stay or should I go? Oh, my God. Damn you, quiz deck. All right. Written to read, not to say out loud. Seriously. B, Cocktoo Twins. Oh, is it? It's close to England. Is it somewhere in the UK? Yes. Wales? No. Uh, Ireland? No. Scotland? Yes. <laughs> nice. Okay. Cocktoo Twins, a trio with no twins and no one named Cocktoo, had a unique sound centering on Elizabeth Fraser's mesmerizing voice. I'm going to see her this month. She's singing with, uh, with Massive Attack, so I can't wait for oh, that. Oh, fun. Yeah, she does have a mesmerizing oh, voice. I love her so much. I know. Uh, they attracted a loyal following, but had only one U.S. hit, 1988's Carolyn's Fingers. Yeah, that, that was another band that my wife uh, introduced me to. We were in some uh, shop in New York, and they were playing the music overhead, and she, they were playing the, the whole album Treasure. And she was like, what is this? And so we did some research, and they told us it was the Cocktoo Twins. Like, oh, all right. So we bought that, and then they've, become, uh, they, they've been our favorites. We love them. That's it. Yeah, that's a great way to discover music. Yeah, too. I sure. Love that. Just, yeah. just being in the store. Um, that used to happen. <laughs> people used to go to stores. If people used to go to stores <laughs> and ask people what the song was. <laughs> now we just Shazam what's happening. Um, we don't even go to stores. We just order everything on Amazon. True. Okay. Uh, Cowboy Junkies. Were the Cowboy Junkies not from the U.S.? No. They're kind of a sister country of England. Canada? Yes. Canadia. Canadia. <laughs> Alt country rockers. Yeah. Rockers. Alt country rockers. The Cowboy Junkies formed in Toronto in 1985. Their sophomore album, 1988's The Trinity Sessions, was recorded in a church and received critical acclaim for its mix of originals and well-executed covers, including Lou Reed's Sweet Jane. Mm, yes, I remember that. Yeah. Good times. Um, okay, last one. Who do gurus? Oh, they were from here, aren't they from Minneapolis? No. Were they UK also? No. Think of uh, uh, a place the Cure might be playing. 
<laughs> They're Australian. Yes. <laughs> Sydney bred rockers Hoodoo Gurus <laughs> released four albums in the 80s. 1989's Magnum Come Louder yielded the band's only U.S. number one modern rock single, Come Anytime. No, they had another hit, didn't they? No. I can't believe I'm correcting the 1980s rock and roll yeah. quiz day. Uh, no, they haven't. They come anytime. Yeah. It's a good song. No, I like them. I love. I I saw the Hoodoo Gurus with Red Cross in New York when I was living in New York at the time. That was a great one too. Ooh, fun! I love that. Yes, actually, and the Hoodoo Gurus headlined, which I thought was surprised because I was a huge Red Cross fan. <laughs> <laughs> like, why? Why is this? And then I saw the Hoodoo Gurus, and they were great. I remember loving loving that. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm sorry. I cannot find the song that I thought I was thinking of. Oh, I want you back. Ah, uh, oh, remember yeah. the song? I yeah, want that you was back? a good. Oh, very good. 1984, Stone Age Romeos. That was a good song. Yes. Uh, apparently, I thought it was a hit here. Uh, oh, alt. Apparently, hit. this was their. Well, it says uh, the band's only U.S. number one. So oh, okay, maybe, number one. Yes, maybe okay. "Come Anytime" was uh, didn't make it all the way to the top. <laughs> maybe it was before. <laughs> Who knows? Anyway, editing a lot of stuff here, but um, great to see you, Holly. Very nice to see you, Dave. All right. Well, thanks uh, for listening to What Difference Does It Make, you guys. For sure, for sure. <laughs> totally. Totally. Um, thanks for listening. Check us out on social media. Facebook, What Difference Does It Make? Instagram. It, Instagram, WDDIM Podcast. Twitter, WDDIM Podcast. And uh, tweet us. Yes. Uh, music will be featured on Spotify, so um, I always provide the link. Uh, so look for that, and we'll, you'll hear uh, a lot of the music that we uh, talked about. <laughs> Not kind of. We did talk we about it. We actually did talk about <laughs> it. All right. So until next time, this is Dave. This is Holly. Check you later. Over and out. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.